Welcome once again to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I'm your host, Darren Long, and... Well, although he's going to be with me in a short while, I'm flying solo for the first front end of a few minutes here as Jeremy finishes up with a couple of clients because, and we'll talk about this through The Real Money Show today, it has been busy, busy, busy. We have been like beavers building dams, and it is a lot of fun. It's enjoyable. Some of the things that we've talked about over the last number of years are finally coming to fruition. We're seeing gold and silver prices much higher. It's been a week full of congratulations for those who have gotten into the market, and I'm happy to say that this has been one of the busiest weeks we've had in, I would say, the last seven years. And uh, we haven't stopped. I was in office last night. We're taping on Thursday doing the show. And I was in law office last night till about 9.30 in on Tuesday till about 9 and in till 10 on Monday. Coming up to a long weekend, I hope if you're listening that you've uh, got your relaxed time in order, that you're ready to hear a little bit about where we're heading with gold and silver the week that was. We're going to talk a little bit about... Uh, something that I wrote from the desk of Darren Long to my existing clients. And if you want to be one of them, don't forget the website, guildhallwealth.com. It's there for you. You can call the number one eight seven seven eight silver And uh, I will share my thoughts on this market and where we are right now. But you'll remember and recall for those that listen on a weekly basis, I brought up a number of weeks ago, maybe a month, month and a half ago, the topic of the clock and how the the clock is ticking on the bull market that has been in uh, the traditional sense very lucrative for people. That is the stock market, the bond market, the real estate market, your more traditional markets that has been very lucrative for people and how the tides are slowly turning and we're past the high points of those markets. And now it's left over. And uh, this is a scary thing, folks, because debt is not good for most people. For most people, they don't know how to use it. They use it because they're paying to live day to day now. And I'm seeing it in our regular walk of life all over the place. And debt is just not something that we agree should be used without caution. So in the regular markets, most of what has produced this rising stock market this time around is debt. And it has come in the form of printed money. It has come in the form of increased borrowing, and especially with these artificial low interest rates. Uh, and we're at the very end of that, folks. In fact, this month marks the second month in a row in the U.S., despite the lowered interest rates, that new home buys have dropped. Existing home prices have fallen, and real estate buyers are getting very antsy about what to expect over the next 12 months. And uh, to put that into uh, a summary alongside gold and silver, these are the moments when you start to see gold and silver shine. And you'll have to pardon the pun, but they do shine, folks. And it is a time which we have seen repeated over and over again. If you've been with us for the long haul, when we started in 2008, you'll remember 2008, we had a massive market. Silver went to $21 an ounce. Gold hit its new all-time high above 850 an ounce. And uh, we saw the shock and the awe of what 2008 and 2009 produced in terms of the pullback in the markets at large and how the stock market fell apart. But what we didn't experience was 
a tremendous impact of sorts in Canada. And this is really where gold and silver starts to play a significant role because between 2008 and now in 2019, gold and silver really have not uh, really had a chance to shine outside of the year of 2011 for about a six, seven month window where both of them took off like crazy. And we've waited a long time. We've been patient. And if you've been along on that ride with us, well done. This is a long-term market. We've never, ever uh, said otherwise. And because it's a long-term market, you're going to see lots of different things that keep or hold back that price of gold and silver, one of which is the artificially propped up U.S. dollar. Another of which, of course, is keeping inflation concerns down and quelled to a minimum. But the truth is that we have this inherent fear of spending dollars in markets we know very little about, so we don't tend to go and grab onto markets like gold and silver or even natural fancy colored diamonds. And ultimately, those markets have been so good for people for so long that it might surprise you to know in Canadian dollars, the value of gold has averaged almost 9.5% since 2004. And in silver, that is not much less than uh, 9%. And in fact, some years it's been so high and you've, uh, you've seen it. You've seen silver go all the way to $49 an ounce that from a percentage standpoint, we've seen hundreds of percentage points uh, in silver gain in very short stretches of time. And why am I saying all this today? Why am I talking about debt and where we are? Well, the cycle is changing. Gold and silver are about to have another heyday. And what does this mean for you as an investor? Well, it can mean nothing if you don't take the opportunity and seize the moment. Paul, last week when I was on vacation, my first week of the year, believe it or not, we work very hard here for you as a client. Uh, Paul was talking about the allocated financing accounts, and these are tremendous. And this week has been so busy, we've been swamped with allocated financing accounts. And uh, on the board for the month of August, a very, very big congratulations to all those who have come aboard. But Paul was talking about those allocated financing uh, accounts and, and why the power of using people's uh, other people's money uh, might be something that is of interest to you as an investor if you're getting into the silver gold market. But also we're going to talk about putting gold and silver into a registered account. We're going to talk a little bit about tariffs and uh, we're going to kind of isolate that whole fear that you have as an investor of trying something new or getting into a brand new market. And um, whether we realize it or not, this is a time when things are going to change. We're going to see a recession. It's going to happen, folks. It's here. It's very near, and it's a global recession. It's going to be a pullback. Uh, get used to it. It's going to happen within the next 12 to 18 months, in my opinion, and there's all kinds of warning signs being flashed. Get your house in order. Have some assets that retain value during recessions, that go up in value during recessions, gold, silver among them, uh, natural fancy colored diamonds, they've all thrived during those periods of times. And whether we realize it or not, we are on the cusp of one of the greatest financial quandaries in modern times. And it's maybe one of the biggest that the world has ever seen. And it all revolves around that key component of debt. And this is why I think gold and silver are going to go multiple times higher. This is why I believe that one of the best ways for you to protect your wealth is to call up Guildhall. Call the number, one eight seven seven eight silver It's an easy number to remember. Go over to the website and find out what this is all about. 
Venture into that unknown territory. Take that next step. You've been sitting on the fence long enough wondering what the stock market is going to do. If you've made money in the stock market, great for you. Congratulations. Fantastic. Well done. But this is the moment where if you're thinking about uh, looking to the experts you trust, looking into what your money can do for you, ask them about uh, ask them about putting your money into gold and silver. See what they have to say. Maybe they agree, maybe they don't. And then ask Guildhall what they think about it. You can come to us, go to the website, guildhallwealth.com, and ask for an investor package. It's free of charge. There's no obligation. And we make it easy for you to get into this market. Now, we're talking about allocated financing. And if you didn't already know, as it relates to debt, the U.S. is leading the way right now. They have around $22.5 trillion national debt. It's growing anxiously out of control. You can see that. Go to Google and look up uh, the U.S. debt clock, and you can watch it climb along with us. And if we add in all of those other types of unfunded liabilities, that debt reaches almost $125.5 trillion. This is debt, folks, that can't be paid back. Trouble is brewing. It's lying ahead. And this is why you're seeing gold and silver take off. The mainstream's starting to realize there's a problem that Trump isn't going to be able to resolve this in the U.S., that having some tariff war with China isn't the right thing. It's going to impact global business, and all to spite himself because he believes that the U.S. is getting a bad deal. So if you want to look at this picture overall and you want to benefit from it, go to Guildhall. Call the number, one eight seven seven eight silver and pick up some information. Now, we were talking about allocated financing, and what that means is essentially if you want to own gold and silver right now, like some of the folks have done this week, you can put down as little as 20% of the metal value. So if you want $100,000 worth of silver, you can put up as little as 20000 to buy that silver, own that silver, have those bars. They're serialized, so you can go and see them. They're at the vault. You can hold them, touch them, exchange them, buy and sell them. You can even take some home when you've paid for them. But the reality is you've put up a very small amount of money to do that. In fact, putting up 20% of that means you get to hold back the rest of that, use it for a rainy day. Maybe you want to cost average and buy a little bit of gold as well. You can do that. But the idea here is using somebody else's money to make money. And we can do it. We can help you do that at Guild Hall. And as this show progresses today, we're going to put all of this into perspective because that unfunded liabilities is here in Canada too. That's personal debts, student loans, mortgage debts, credit card debts, social security in the U.S., Medicare in the U.S. Uh, and when we factor all those in, it's amazing it's amazing to even try and fathom what $125.5 trillion looks like. But there's a bigger number and a more scary number for me that I'm going to talk about in the next segment that pertains to that debt, one you should all know about. And I'm also going to let you know a little bit about Canada's national debt and what it means to us. And we're going to talk more about this recession and what we can expect and why it's a time to smile if you're a gold and silver investor. I mean, both gold and silver are up. We're going to talk about how high and a year ago what they were doing compared to now. So let's take a break. 
If you've been listening, you are tuned into The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Lehman Brothers and something called Repo 105 when we return. You are tuned into The Real Money Show. Call the number one eight seven seven eight silver to buy some gold and silver. Or go over to the website guildhallwealth.com. You'd be happy you did. The information is free. You can inquire about an investor kit. And uh, we'll walk you through all the basics. Hold your hand every step of the way. You are tuned into The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I'm your host, Darren Long, and as luck would have it, my good friend and colleague, Jeremy Wiseman, Vice President of Guildhall Wealth Management, has finished up with his clients. I'm sure, no doubt, a big congratulations. Did you ring the bell? I did ring the bell. Shake the hands? (laughs) Yes. All right. I love hearing that. Fantastic. What did your clients... What were they doing, Jeremy? We don't have to tell anything about them. Just what kind of account were they opening? Well, um, they are not happy with real estate. They're okay. very, they feel that there's a lot of risk in real estate. Hmm. And um, this is their first foray into precious metals. So, um, it you know, starting small, but uh, they see how, how precious metals uh, hedge dollar devaluations and I think the biggest um, the biggest factor for them was the opportunity cost the fact that with with low interest rates and now oncoming negative rates they felt like it was a it was a good time to now hold precious metals excellent and a very critical point one that bears repeating and in fact maybe let's develop this a little further you talked about dollar devaluation well, this is a key ingredient as part of this bull market in gold and silver. You can expect to see this all over the world, and it's not just our dollar or the U.S. dollar we're talking about. It, in some cases, we've talked about it in the past, this is dollar devaluation happening globally, and its impact on gold and silver is very interesting and certainly favorable for us. So in a nutshell, as best you can tell, uh, A, is this happening globally right now, and B, what are your thoughts on how this is going to impact gold and silver as far as dollar devaluation is concerned? Yeah, you know, um, I will start by saying there was a really interesting op-ed on CNBC yesterday written by Ron Insana because I'm sure you've heard about the fact that some people are saying, well, the yield curve inversion isn't doesn't reflect how it normally used to reflect, right? He goes on on CNBC's website huge article basically saying no you're all wrong it's a global recession and if you can't see that you you have your own issues um the fact is is we are in a global marketplace and it is um anything that happens anywhere is going to affect everywhere <laughs> so there is a coming oncoming global recession you can see the slowdown in shipping across the world you see the the lowering of interest rates all over so there's a lot of issues in that sense but yeah i believe a global recession is on the way and it's not just me anyone who's listened to an interview recently with Gerald Salente as an example would have heard the same thing well, in fact, I'll take it a step further. I read in Reuters, uh, author named John Kemp talking about a global recession probably being here and pointing out some of the key ingredients. And also there talking about a small poll done of European analysts and nine out of the 10 said that in fact, recession was not only here, but had been here for a short while already. And their most important point watching the competition of dollar devaluation around the world 
and the slowing business cycle that ensues because of it. So again, very pertinent points. Now the question becomes, Jeremy, how to best protect yourself against that slowdown. So you're listening to a show where a couple of experts have just predicted or suggested along with other worldly economists and analysts that there's a recession coming or may have already started, but in the next 12 to 18 months will be developing. There are a lot of shots across the bow of the boat, uh, respectfully. There are a lot of markets that are going to get uh, endangered, so to speak, because they're not going to be high-volume markets anymore. Real estate could drop. There could be some real problems here. How best do we protect ourselves? How best do we put dollars to work in that environment? Well, we may not know every single answer, but history tells us, especially during this bull market and since our doors have opened, that gold and silver have been two tremendous bargains leading into these recessions that have post-recession starting and the announcements being made and accepted by worldly global leaders done so well. Think of 2011, 2008, we hit recession. Within 36 months, gold hits an all-time high of 1900 Silver hits $49 an ounce. Does this bear repeating in the same sense, in the same sentence? Can this happen again? What are your thoughts, Jeremy? It can happen again. Uh, at the end of the day, the debts are much, much bigger than they were back in 2008. Anyone who listens to the show knows that we truly believe that the issues in the financial system did not get solved, but the big can got kicked down the road in terms of the financial crisis of 2008. And so now you have bigger debts, bigger issues in the system, and how are these debts going to be, be paid for? Well, there's two ways to get rid of debts. And when we talk about debts, you know, we're talking about $250 trillion global debt, not including unfunded liabilities. And, uh, you know, you put a few hundred thousand dollars into a pension and you might get back nominally 200,000, but what does that 200,000 buy you in the future? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, how do you get rid of the incredible amount of debts that they've burdened the future, our future with? And that is you default and that can come under many, many different names or you devalue the currency. And, you know, it's the, it's the age-old classic, do you tax people or do you simply inflate the, the value of the dollar away? Mm -hmm. And I think that the big question becomes one of confidence. When do people run out of confidence that the government is going to be able to handle these type of issues if they, if they rear their heads again? And lowering interest rates is like a last-ditch effort to deal with it. Well, let's talk about that for a second. First, uh, guildhallwealth.com is the website, and I want you to go there. I want you to actually look that website up, look in the Google search, type in Guildhall, find our website, guildhallwealth.com, and do yourself a favor. Get some information on gold and silver, at least, at least, if nothing more, to rule it out as an option. But I'll bet what you find there is an awesome opportunity to protect your wealth and to grow your wealth. And as we've been saying, we know this is not for everyone, but for those that have looked into it, especially over the last little while, wow, so exciting to see people with smiles on their face, Jeremy, because they know their money's doing something good for them, and they actually know what their money's doing. They're not afraid to talk about it. You know, this is the big elephant in the room. Uh, Mr. Smith, where's your money parked? Um, well, I've got it with the bank. Uh, can you tell me a bit more about that money? 
Um, well, they've got it in a couple of funds. Well, can you tell me what the fund is? Mm, no. And are you making money? Mm, I'm not sure. That's the average Canadian. Let's turn that page. Let's get to something that you can hold, that you can be the leader of. You can self-direct. You can hold on to. Make it tangible. That's gold and silver. And you can use the website to buy through the e-store. You can store it with us. That gives you ease of liquidity. You can use a phone call to buy or sell. You can use the allocated financing that we talked about in the first segment. If you believe that if the U.S. has $125.5 trillion worth of total debt, including unfunded liabilities, and that's too much, then you should be owning gold and silver, in my opinion. So, Jeremy, while we're on the topic, Canada actually has $1.8 trillion national debt right now. Now, in terms of our population, that's every bit as significant as the $22.5 trillion that the U.S. has because we have a smaller population, but the per capita, uh, it's up there for Canadians. What do we see in terms of a global slowdown for Canada? Is there room for us to inflate our economy somehow? Can we use interest rates like the U.S. are trying to do? Do we have room? I mean, what are your thoughts on what Canada in particular is going to do? And again, Will gold and silver benefit in Canada as well? I mean, it's up already, averaging gold 9% per year. It's going to be more now because the price has gone higher, but it's been tremendous. Yeah, we've seen the the type of year currently where we're at right now um, coming into the fall is silver is acting the way it did back in 2003, 4, 5, 6, um, before the major crisis. You're seeing more billionaires talk about holding precious metals because the options are are not out there. Everything is in bubble territory. And where do you put your, your wealth if equities and everything like that are in bubble territory? Well, you know, that's where having something solid, tangible comes into play. And you're right, it's not just the US. Currencies around the globe are devaluing. And that means that our purchasing power is consistently being lost everywhere. And you can feel it. And you might not feel it six months, every six months, you might not even feel it on a year over year, but you start to feel it four or five years down the road, a decade, you just simply say, things used to cost way cheaper than they do now. Everything's costing more. Well, if you're earning the same price amount, right, you're earning the same dollars, but everything's costing more, you realize you are a victim of inflation. So how do you get your inflation rebate? Well, when Bubbles tend to burst and recessions start to happen and a flood runs into places where you want to save, you want your money to be safe. That's where precious metals start to do very, very well. And, you know, we believe that it shouldn't just be a timing issue, right, Darren? It's not just, it's not just, well, buy gold and silver today because the recession might happen tomorrow. It's don't you believe that people should always have some portion always, of their portfolio in, pre- in precious metals? 100%. Guildhallwealth.com, that's a site to go to to make that happen. And yes, Jeremy, let's stay on that because along with gold and silver, we're going to throw natural fancy color diamonds into that category of long term. And it is something you should hold from here until death do you part. So in pardon to mention it, but the fact is that gold and silver, natural fancy color diamonds, these are long term investments. It just means that at 
that sometimes you might be a little lighter in gold or silver, and sometimes, like now, you might be a little heavier in gold and silver. The fact is that this is always self-directed, and you get to become the expert. It's our job to educate you, to offer the products, and for you to finally be the decision maker in your system of wealth, whatever that might be, whether it's investing in a coin or whether it's putting a million dollars plus into some bars and storing it. The choice is yours and we're always happy to accommodate all size of clients. Now, as we move forward, I'm going to talk a little more about what came from the desk of Darren Long. That's me. Of course, if you know, you listen to the show, I do write on a regular basis and uh, as the Guildhall VP of Sales and Senior Analyst, I have a lot to say about the market also, but I want to share this with you and you can ask for I'll maybe put it in the weekly newsletter. And also that Reuters report on global recession. What else do we see that's kind of giving us this inkling that there is a problem out there? That natural fancy colored diamonds and something called Repo 105 and the Lehman Brothers Revisit. There was a show on recently on CBC about the Lehman Brothers. I highly recommend you watch it. It's called Inside Lehman Brothers and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about it when we come back. You are tuned in to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back once again to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. Segment number three, flying by today. It has been a busy week. We want to congratulate those who have gotten into the market. And if you're tuning in now, the price of gold hovering precariously close to around 1530 to 1550, while the price of silver hovering in and around the 18 to 1850 range. It's been a very fast week. I give a little more room and berth on each side of those prices, Jeremy, because it is more than likely that... Uh, nothing goes straight up in a line. We will have some reversion. It might be meaningful. So those that are looking to cost average, great. But it's never a guarantee, is it, Jeremy? Because we've watched these bull markets develop time and time again in our lifespan with Guildhall. And one thing that we know for certain, gold and silver wait for no one. So if we're looking to save a dime to the downside, we could inadvertently be giving up a dollar to the upside. And this is happening. So along with those happy clients this week, what we are hearing from are clients who are thinking about buying silver at 14 and now have convinced themselves that potentially it's not the right time to buy. What are you saying to clients that are saying, well, I think I'm going to wait a little bit longer? Well, I think that ultimately it's important, at least for me, I think for you as well, Darren, that uh, to have a portion of your portfolio in precious metals. I think that the issue that a lot of the people have sometimes with price is a question of usually when someone is really stuck on price, it's because they, they have a bit of an all-in mentality, meaning at that point you should be considering laddering into the market, right? especially after a market has moved up a little bit on you. Uh, there's nothing wrong with saying, okay, you know, at 14, it, here's the dilemma, right? At $14 silver, the price is never going to rise in your mind. Right. And then when it gets to 18, you're saying, oh, well, now it's too high. I've missed that, it. That's the, that's the, the psychology there. Okay. Um, but it has gone up, so we have to deal with that. And maybe the best answer for that is to simply ladder into the market. And as well, that goes along with the whole cost averaging idea of just buy on a regular basis. Don't think too much about it. Sometimes it'll be high. Sometimes it'll be lower. But th I'm assuming in this example that this person needs to establish their, their precious metals in the portfolio. They don't own any at this point. 
they're looking to get into the market for the first time, that type of thing. They're not managing the current portfolio or trimming the precious metals that they have, right? Because if you did buy it at 14, maybe you're in a position to, to trim some of the position that you have. So I think there's different ways to go about it. Ultimately, $18, let's be honest, $18 is pretty cheap at this point in the market, don't you think, Darren? I mean, where do you, where, if someone said to you right now, where is the price going ultimately, do you even have a number? Well, ultimately, I believe that uh, there is enough evidence to suggest that over the next 60 months or so, ultimately gold is going to hover up between 3500 and 5000 given the set of circumstances that we find ourselves in right now. So within five years, essentially, mm -hmm. you you believe, and you're not the only one. I know that uh, even higher. Ron Paul, Peter Schiff, there's... Uh, Rickard is saying 10000 I got two billionaires right here, Mark Mobis and Frank Giestra, mm -hmm. two recent billionaires who say, you know, get some precious metals in your portfolio. But you're saying within the next five years... Yeah, three thousand dollars is 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 uh, is something that can be achieved. And I think that although there is enough evidence to suggest the ratio between gold and silver is going to shrink, that's that's a given. I'm not certain a hundred percent that it goes necessarily back to its historical norm for sixteen to one. I agree, uh, except for maybe for a very brief moment in time, a few weeks or a month. Or something. Doesn't have to either, right? But if price of gold goes to let's say thirty five hundred dollars an ounce and the ratio between gold and silver is 30 to 1 even, gold is going above $100 an ounce. You mean I silver. Mean, silver is going yeah. above $100 an ounce. So, I mean, ultimately, in that same timeline, as excited as I am for gold, and I'm putting my money where my mouth is, like you, I'm buying. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I'm overly excited about what silver is going to do. I mean, I'm walking around the office this last month with a step, with a bounce in our strides, with passion about the remarkable turnaround here. And it relies heavily on looking at the market, being a self-starter, you at home listening as an investor have to know we are not your planner advisors. We are going to educate you to make your own decisions. And that's the key about taking back control of your wealth is putting it where the smart money is going, not following or jacing the money that's already been spent. That is going into the stock market. That is going into real estate right now. You can't find the deals anymore. They're not there. So be smart and wise and add some gold and silver to your portfolio. Now, Jeremy, earlier in the show, um, I mean, obviously the key of re recession is going to be the soup du jour for many weeks to come. We're going to be talking about it because it's a phase of, of uh, change for the marketplace. And it's a natural it's step. It's a natural step. We have to see it. This is one of the longest uh, spans of time that we've had globally in history between recessions. So it's ultimately going to happen at some uh, point in time. But earlier you talked about the, the yield curve being one of the, uh, the key indications of recession. And of course, the, the pundits that would have you believe this is not recession say oh, no 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 it's different this time around however there are other things that are happening you're looking at major indices starting to break down in the u.s here in canada you're looking at um, um big huge huge cyclical bellwethers uh, like uh, um, uh, germany's giant chemicals company uh, basf and u.s heavy equipment maker caterpillar they've seen their shares fall sharply these are kind of big blue chip uh, global economic indicators and in addition to that in the gold and silver market well we've hit new highs 
that haven't come along for five, six years. And this is just the madness repeating itself all over again. Folks, let me tell you, if you're buying silver at $18 an ounce and it happens to fall to $17.50 or even $16.50, who cares? Sit and enjoy the ride. It's only one little baby bump in a ride that's going to be so pleasurable, that's going to be filled with joys and highs, that if you time this right, if you just don't be greedy, you'll have some wealth protected and you'll make some wealth along the way. And that's why I get so excited about gold and silver. Guildhallwealth.com, that's a website where you can go. You can call the number one eight seven seven eight silver we talked about allocated financing. We talked a little bit about buying it and just storing it or using the e-store. Jeremy, ton of registered accounts on the board this month. What's happening? Usually August is quiet. All of a sudden, boom, we start seeing early in the month. It doesn't look like there's going to be much in the way of registered accounts, RSPs, TFSAs. It's coming to the end of the month here. We're at the very tail end. A number of registered accounts on the board, big and small. Yeah, we see a lot of people who are investing in registered accounts they have uh, we were talking about a little bit in the the second segment there knowing where your money is and knowing what it's doing for you and this sense that um a lot of people have been unsure about where their money is a lot of mutual funds a lot of paying out management fees not quite sure where things are going but not also not seeing those returns and i think this is where where the mainstream media has shot themselves in the foot because they're screaming at you know how great the economy is and how great the stock market is. And then people go look at their portfolio statements and they say, well, where are my returns? How come I'm not getting them? And so they start to look for alternatives and it just starts to become easy because there's something about just sort of the general subconscious about gold. There's this idea of gold as something that is safe, that is a standard, you know, they give it out at the Olympics, you can bury it in the ground for 3000 years, pull it out of the ground, and it's the same thing that you buried. So there's a certain confidence there, which makes it perfect as a safe haven, but also as money. And I think that more and more people are becoming concerned. I'm talking about the pundits, analysts, I think at some point, even the even the hosts of CNBC are going to become concerned. And they're going to stop being so glib about hating gold, because at the end of the day, Gold is about zero counterparty risk. When you own it, no one else owns it, and there's a finite amount of it. And so in that sense, it is money. It's not necessarily an investment. It's about where do I store my wealth where I'm going to continue to maintain the value of it year in, year out. And sometimes that doesn't happen on a one-to-one -one basis. You know, you see inflation might go up 5 6%, but gold only went up 3% that year, even though we average about 9% a year. Um, it doesn't always happen in lockstep, and certainly we've seen clients who've been frustrated over the last few years because they've acquired the metal. And, of course, as soon as we buy something, I don't know about you, but as soon as you buy something, you want it to go up right away. And, of course, there's a part of you that wants it to be a lottery ticket, right, that you're going to invest $50,000 and make 5 million. It doesn't always happen that way, but certainly it can if you have if you're working with someone who knows the market and has a cooler head to prevail and help you with, you know, trimming your portfolio, that's where I think Guildhall comes into play. So I think the long answer there uh, to bring it all back is I think people are looking for a place where they know where their money is. They see how gold and silver are undervalued. They know that it's not necessarily a lottery ticket, but it is an incredible place to put money at this point, given everything is so overvalued. 
Well, speaking of being overvalued, that is the case, Jeremy, and I am fearful. I am very fearful that we are heading into an arena that is untested, where there are gladiators the size of apartment buildings, condos, that are going to crush the average little guy. And I'm very fearful that that's going to happen very soon because it's all about everybody sharing on the way up and everybody wants to give everybody a piece of their advice and expertise and we'll all be in this big thing together. But when the clock ticks one stroke past midnight and the stock markets start to tumble and the global recession fears turn to reality, it's every man for himself. The average guy is going to get very little support. He's going to be told to hold on for the long term. Don't worry. This is a long-term market. And I'm fearful. I'm worried. And it, and it's true because you, you hear all these billionaires who are buying gold and all these central banks that are buying gold, and you you get a sense that they've been preparing for this for quite some time, and they can see what's happening. You know, we did a video on YouTube of, of I think, five or six billionaires who – uh, own gold, and we're adding another couple into the mix, uh, a few more into the mix. So you can start to see where the wind is blowing here, and it, it does come down to follow the smart money. Guildhallwealth.com. That's where you'll go to find some of that smart money. Gold, silver, natural fancy colored diamonds, which we'll get to in the next segment. Also, the discussion of Repo 105 and the Lehman Brothers. How does that play a role in all of this? And what was I watching that was so exciting? We're going to talk about that in a minute when we come back in segment four. Please stay tuned. You are listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to segment number four of The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I'm your host, Darren Long, and with me today, as always, Jeremy Wiseman, Vice President of Guildhall Wealth Management. Jeremy, fantastic show last week with uh, Skulls in. Uh, sounded great. Paul on the show talking allocated financing. Busy week for allocated financing, by the way. And um, let's talk a little bit in this last segment here about the changing tide and how fast things happen and we don't even pay attention. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. What was the price of gold 12 months ago in your estimation to the day? August 29th, we're taping this. What do you think the price of gold was even within that um, range? I'm going to say I had clients buying at something like 1270. So something like, I don't know, 1215, 1220. Okay. And what do you think the price of silver was a year ago? Spot price, um, high 14s, let's say like 14.93. All right, I put you on the spot on both metals. A year ago on the 29th, the price of gold was $1,160 an ounce. Oh, okay. All right. That's a year ago in silver. Like 50 bucks lower. Okay. Yeah, but it's not far off. 60 bucks lower. Yep, yep. A year ago, the price of silver was 13.95. Really? And if you want a sleeper. That was a good drop. Yeah, and you know what? Dip there. Without anybody saying anything, all of a sudden gold and silver get a lift. All these fundamentals come to play, but as we know, these are event driven markets, whether it's tariffs, the, the thought of recession, maybe deflation, who knows what they're talking about in that 12 month stretch. 30% higher both metals. And it's never 30%. just one. That's, that's amazing. It's crazy. But it's never just one event. That, that's, never. That's the thing, and I think that's where people can can misunderstand the precious metal market because it's oh the dollar went down today how come gold didn't shoot up and right. it's always a it's always several factors all going into one place because you know even even the fundamentals in the market can run into 
well, what's happening on the comics? What's the what's the paper market doing? Is there a lot of shorts in the market, kind of adding headwinds, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or are they all of a sudden going long, which is pushing it, or is there a short squeeze, which I think looks to be what what has been happening in the silver market? So it's never just one factor, but I think when you look at all of the factors that are that are occurring right now with the Fed, the Fed pivot, right, 180. Let's start lowering rates. Um, everyone's talking about a global recession, um, tariffs going on. We still have the Brexit issue, um, you know, Argentina economic collapse. There's so many different things occurring all around the globe that you kind of have to start saying, okay, so where is confidence gonna gonna go here? And can they keep talking this market up? How quickly can confidence disappear? What do you think, Darren? When 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 does confidence just get sucked out the window? Well, oddly enough, as I watch those reports on a weekly basis, confidence isn't getting sucked out the window. For some reason, the U.S. is reporting that confidence is remaining consistent and even, to some extent, maybe a tick higher. But the fact is everything around it is swirling to the lower side. We're seeing everything drop all over the place. So they'll be in sucked terms of into that. They'll yeah, be because bigger. everybody wants to believe in a good story. That's the patriotic nature of a country. They want want to believe in their country. They want to believe in their system, their policies, their politicians. It's hard to do that for everyone. And of course, some sit on one side of the fence while others sit on, on the opposite side of that fence. So I do with, with, with passion, I do respect the fact that they do remain confident and it's great. And I love confidence, but it's misplaced confidence because I don't think the Fed just, looks confident. Not the Fed on, confidence. Like, I mean, they have to come out and, and spin it 50 different ways. I mean, look at the story this week with the gold. I mean, we might even hesitate to bring it up on a show like this, but the fact is they come out with some cockamamie story that gold bars are getting re-stamped. And just, I oh, mean, yeah, like, you were big on that story. Well, I mean, the fact is that... The, the, so wait, wait, let, let's just let's just get the audience caught up here. So, so gold's rising quickly. Yep. Financial Times comes out with a crazy story that J.P. Morgan's vault has they found some bars Swiss quote unquote Swiss stamped product. They won't say what the refiner is, right? So they just point to a region, so no one can actually defend themselves. That what this product is fake or something that somehow yeah that somehow fake product got into J.P. Morgan's that's vault. right and it's not necessarily that the cores of the product have been changed or that there's lead in them or anything like that it's inferior product coming out of parts in the world that we don't necessarily manage or watch and being restamped with hallmark figures that mean it came from an LBMA approved refinery and that was the concern that they would have bars in there now a couple of questions come to mind okay. how the heck do you know if a bar is pure and there's nothing wrong physically with the bar and it's stamped with a Swiss maker on it, how do you know that there's a problem with the bar if it's pure gold and there's no issue? These weren't bars that were filled with tungsten or lead. These were bars that were uh, thought to have come out of countries where gold is being smuggled or something of that sort. It's just too convenient. You'd have to read the story for yourself. The idea is this to is another put part negative of, yeah, press negative out spin, there on of course. gold so that people don't trust the do. system. You know, speaking of that, um, if, I was, uh, if I was buying into uh, the registered accounts, for example, or depository with Guildhall, and I read that article, I'd have questions. So how do we solve those type of issues at Guildhall? First of all, we're buying directly from the source. And the product is being tested as it goes into the vault, even though it's closed loop, meaning it is being purchased straight from the source, all LBMA approved product. So 
even at our offices, Darren, when, when someone's new to the market, we test the product in front of them to show them. I do it today. It, and when they bring it back, we test it in front of them to show them that, um, you know, what, what they have. We had one client uh, deposit some product in, and, and they, they shipped it to us. And for whatever reason, out of these 12 bars, one bar just wasn't testing well, and we shipped it back to them um, at our cost to say, look, I, I don't know what's wrong with the product, what's wrong with our tester, but for whatever reason, this bar just isn't testing well, um, and we were unwilling to accept it. But on the whole, we're always selling brand new product. Anyone who comes to Guildhall will notice that they walked out with brand new product. So it's it's all fresh off the mints, and um, this type of story is it's it's lame. It's a lame story to try to quell the the run in the market. At least I, I agree with you, Darren. That's my opinion. I think they they put these articles out there to try to scare people it's a scare tactic to, to not be involved in the market all right well speaking of scare tactics none other than the cbc issues a documentary this week which i watched called inside lehman brothers now it's the take historically looking back on what transpired at lehman brothers and among other things uh, the takeaways from this in a nutshell were that their employees were basically well aware there was a problem far in advance of the Lehman Brothers collapse of 2008 and that those employees were being aggressively handled, uh, mismanaged, threatened and all kinds it's of like things. like that uh, documentary for the fire Festival. Exactly. The same like you thing. still worked yeah. for them, you even though you saw them. it all yeah, going, still took all the going money. wrong. Yeah. Absolutely. You still took the money. Um, but these employees did go public and they yeah. were quashed and quelled. Uh, with threats of of lawsuits and everything long in adv long prior to Lehman's collapse because they noticed the problems. The one thing that came from this story that I want to mention and make note to of is the fact that governments are so flexible for big business that you inevitably cannot stop being the last person to know about the detriment that's about to occur. You have to be proactive with your wealth. Repo 105, look it up. Repo 105. Repo 105. It's a little squiggly wiggly uh, accounting tactic that Lehman Brothers employed to take 50 billion off the books which was at the time completely legal so in essence what they did was but this was a this was something that the government allowed that it's, it was it's a completely government legal at the time it happened yes they used this loophole that allowed them to take 50 billion prior to reporting 50 billion dollars worth of bad subprime mortgage debt and it allowed them to take this off the books, sell that debt prior to reporting publicly to their investors who didn't know about this debt, make the books look better than they were with less loans out and less bad loans out, and sell this debt over to a subsidiary in another part of the world. And then, when finished reporting, bring that back over. Of course, no fees involved. We're just going to give you this chunk of debt for free, and then you give it back to us a few days later. And not having it on their books meant that their books looked better than they were. And their employees knew about this, and the, the whole act was called Repo 105. And um, who knows who else has used this? This is just one story that I learned about, and I considered myself to be an expert in this particular arena and knowing about these types of things. Unbelievable. This. Unbelievable how people get lied to, cheated, and are the last to know. And 
all the more reason why you need to protect your wealth. But it shows also a certain desperation, right? The fact that this is a legal loophole that they were allowed to use where they could sell $50 billion worth of debt off their books just before reporting period and then buy it back later. So it's essentially legally allowing you to cook the books. We're seeing something similar happen in in the comics, Darren, where um, they've essentially defaulted on the actual physical product that's there, but they can use this loophole called exchange for physical where if you wanted to take delivery and they don't want to give it to you, which is default, they give you this exchange for physical contract, go over to London, it, 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 um, um, what's the word? It expires every 11 days, right? So it rolls over, rolls over every 11 days. So you don't have to report it on the 12th day. And so no one knows about this except it's growing and growing and growing, which is, is, um, distorting the supply demand issue in the market. Cause it's, it's not showing just how shortage there, what kind of shortages there actually are in the physical precious metals market, spe- specifically silver. So this is just one of those things where yeah, you can add a loophole, but eventually it's going to come to the, come to the forefront. And again, going back to that idea of confidence, when people start to see these things and they, these tactics start running low and you don't have these tactics anymore, it feels like an end game in chess where, the last moves are always the most desperate. So we believe in holding that physical precious metal, no having no counterparty risk, have it in the vault, have it in your own home, have it in a storage safety facility, put it in a safety deposit box, wherever you need to have it that's out of harm's way. Guildhallwealth.com is the website where you can go to find out more about owning gold and silver or call the phone number today. Now, if you have a chance, one eight seven seven eight silver an easy number to remember. We'll send you free information about gold and silver. You can come in, make an appointment, see us, uh, make a purchase, your first purchase. We'll congratulate you. We'll ring the bell. We'll get excited because this is a time to be passionate about your wealth, to be protective of your wealth. And uh, when it comes down to it, owning gold and silver historically have been one of the ways in which you can do both. So I want to thank you for being tuned in to the show today and taking the time to hear what we had to say. We love sharing this with you, and you can speak to either Jeremy, myself, Paul, or anyone at Guildhall with your questions about gold and silver. And uh, next week on the show, we'll add some more about natural fancy colored diamonds. I know we didn't get to it, but there is lots to talk about, new milestones for pinks and all kinds of pricing activities. So stay tuned for that coming up next week. And uh, again, a happy long weekend to everybody. Enjoy this last weekend before the kids go back to school. Relax, take some time off, but collect your thoughts, protect your wealth. Get some gold and silver today. You have been tuned into The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.